live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Well, hello once again, and welcome to episode 23 of the Noise Reduction Podcast. Wow, I'm just fumbling all over the place, aren't I? So this is how this episode's going to go. Exactly. We're both half asleep. The Noise Reduction Podcast. There we go. I got it. Good job. Right. And uh, as always, I am your host, Nelson Negron, president of Provident Oak Financial. And I am joined here with the wonderful, amazing, beautiful... Sleepy. Sleep. Okay. Sleep. <laughs> Sleeping beauty. <laughs> My name is Rihanna Negron, and I'm the COO and the client relationship manager at Provident Oak Financial. And yes, we are coming to you sleepy today. So a little backstory to that is we're currently doing a competition with our kickboxing gym for MEPS. I think that's how you say it. I don't, I don't know what they're, I don't know what the, don't the know. MEP it's a, stands for. It's a my zone thing. It's basically, you have to earn it by your heart rate and how much you're working out. We are what? Eight days in nine. Is, I don't know. What is today? What is today? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're listening to this on time, yeah. you know, it is the, um, today is the eighth. Okay. So we're eight days in. Mm-hmm. And let's just put it this way. We met our monthly goal MEPS for like fit, the fitness world, like the third day into the month. So we're working out a lot, sometimes twice a day. We're, we're killing ourselves to stay in first place. And then we got bumped back down to second because we're getting ready to go work out after this to go back to first and so on. So we are walking zombies. So bear with us today because we are, well, I'm determined to win and I'm very competitive. Well, you know, on the bright side, I went from, you know, like the movie Twins, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. You know, I went from Danny DeVito to Arnold Schwarzenegger in eight, day, eight days. So, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> they put you in a stretcher. <laughs> like, how do you gain like eight feet? Like, isn't he like, yeah. Wow. I meant like the arms, you know. Oh, what, well, I'm uh, thinking of the height. The two of those is like a big. Difference. I was trying to show. I was trying to talk about how you know muscular I've yes. gotten in eight days. Okay. And, and and you're saying I'm still short, like Danny no. DeVito. <laughs> no, I'm trying to figure out how you go so from the I'm height just, of Danny DeVito to the height of Arnold. I might as well have just gone from Danny DeVito in Twins to Danny DeVito in Batman as the Penguin. <laughs> just <laughs> wow so let's just swing this back on track oh, oh. and what we're actually here to talk about to today talk about? and today we are talking about gambling versus investing oh yeah yes. so we've we've had a lot of chatter about that recently oh, yes. questions from clients uh, a lot of Social media, social media yes. a lot of noise on the news about it so we thought this would be a great time an opportunity to really talk about the difference between gambling or speculating in the market and investing. Um, you know, I've, I've heard many times from people, oh, well, you know, when you invest in the market, it's just like going to the casino and gambling. And we're going to hopefully through this episode talk about how that's not necessarily the case and what the difference is and what the mindset is whenever you're quote unquote gambling or when you're actually investing. Yeah. See, I'm not a gambler. So I'm the person that'll take like $20 to the casino. And if I win like $2, I'm keeping it. I'm not spending it anymore. And I'm going <laughs> to, we've done this yeah, yeah. and I just keep it and keep it and keep it. 
But I don't look at investing like gambling. I guess there's more of a sense of security and it's long term for me. And I don't feel like I'm just throwing money and hoping to win because I feel like there's a strategy behind it. So, Right. Absolutely. So, you know, I think we should probably take what is speculating in the market first. Oh, we yes. can kind of talk about that. And, and so if we go back and, and we can actually just look here over the um, over the past week or so uh, and what's happened in the market, uh, what's been going on. Uh, you probably have heard of the Robinhood trading app and what's going on with with GameStop or, or AMC. Now, keep in mind, we're not giving any recommendations here on what you should or shouldn't do, but really just talking about really what happened, why um, this may have been gambling or skept- uh, speculating, whatever word you want to use, those are probably interchangeable in this, uh, uh, in this, this topic. Uh, what the, uh, what, how that's different from actually investing in the, the stock market. Now, if you want my opinion on what games to get for PlayStation at GameStop, I could give you that. Yeah. <laughs> but if we're going to stay with the serious <laughs> stuff, I guess we, we won't give any professional advice on that. <laughs> You could give professional <laughs> advice on which games to play. I mean, there's there's a few out there that, that aren't you know that are halfway decent. Yeah, like anything that's not Xbox. <laughs> well, well, you know, the, the most the majority of the games are available on both PlayStation and Xbox. So yeah. So in case you can't tell, I'm a PlayStation girl. You guys can keep your Xbox. Well, good luck finding the the PlayStation Five though. I mean, that's, oh my gosh, that's yes. crazy. Now that's what we need tips on. Yeah. We need to find a podcast that can tell me how to get a PlayStation 5 in you, stock. You apparently have to go and, and camp out out you know, in front of Target or Best Buy or somewhere like that and just you know, pitch a tent and wait. So, you know, it, I guess that's really the only way you're going to you know, maybe tackle the delivery guy whenever he shows up and, and uh, you know, jump in the truck. And <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I am way too old to go camping in front of a store for anything anymore. And I'm pretty much on team. If Amazon can't bring it to me in 24 hours, it's not happening. So I guess I'm going to have to wait a little longer for PlayStation, but so okay. back to the serious so, so, stuff. Oh, we got to get back to, yes. okay. So, but you said GameStop. So I, yeah. Got me. I did say GameStop, you know, AMC was in there. Even, uh, people investing in silver was, was in there oh, as that's well. A big one on social media right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so what we want to do is, is really look at what was going on. And why were people jumping on this bandwagon of, of these handful of stocks? Um, and, and really the, the idea that they had was that they were going to strike it rich, that they were going to buy a handful of shares and overnight they were going to make a ton of money. And I, I guess uh, there were some Reddit articles or whatever that talked about how they were going to uh, you know, stick it to the hedge funds mm. and, and these guys who have, you know, who manage trillions of dollars and how they were going to make them hurt by, by doing this, you know, but the, the problem with this is that not only, you know, do you have to be right in the sense that, okay, you're going to buy this stock that may or may not have justified a stock price increase, but then you also have to know, you have to be right in the, in the sense that, okay, everybody's going to get in at the same time and everybody's going to get out at the same time. And then that way, the only people who get hurt are these big hedge fund managers that are, or, or investors 
um, that are, are investing in these in these hedge funds. And I think, you know, when we go back and we can look at this now and see that, that that's not the case. And, you know, there was even reports that there were 14 year olds mm. getting on the Robin Hood app and, uh, and, and, and investing money into it. And so, um, and we'll kind of go through here and go through some, some, some information on, um, uh, you know, the, the average investor that's investing in on Robin hood and their experience and that kind of stuff. But I think the overall, overall idea wasn't that they were looking at a, at any companies that were underpriced as far as their stock was concerned. Um, and, and justifying the, a stock price increase based on revenue, profit, you know, their balance sheets, those kind of things, the fundamentals, they were just trying to, uh, uh, make the price go up so they could hurt somebody. And then in, in the, at the same time, uh, you know, people who, just wanted to make a quick buck. They were see, they were they kind of got um, caught up in the enthusiasm and and the excitement of of a seventeen hundred percent increase in, in a stock price. Um, was like, well, maybe I can get a piece of that and 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 uh, you know and invest in this company. And overnight, I'll I'll make. And sure, a handful of people did that, and a handful of people um, did okay with that. But you know, I think it, uh, we can look back, and that the the majority of people didn't. Yeah, well, it's kind of like being at a, a slot machine or a table in Vegas. You know, you see somebody wins and you kind of jump in on the excitement. And you thought, maybe if I just throw some money at it too, I can get in on this. And, you know, that's not really any thought, rhyme, or reason behind it. You're just kind of excited and want to get in on it. And I actually thought it was kind of interesting because I actually looked up the definition of gambling. And it says, to take risky action in hopes of a desired result or the other one is um, play games of chance for money. And I thought that was kind of interesting when you actually look at it because it is. It's just taking a chance. No real logic behind it, but you're playing a game in hopes to strike it rich quick. So Right. And, and the unfortunate thing was that you had people that were putting you know, their, their, their entire life savings mm-hmm. or, or a big chunk of it or um, you know, their retirement account. You know, they were loading up on, on this stock. And in the hopes that they would be able to retire early or, <laughs> or enhance their retirement or something like that, you know, without even um, you know, looking at what the risk could be, you know, and if they could lose everything. And, and so, again, they had to be not just right on when to get into a stock like this, like one of these, um, but also when to get out and if they're going to get out at the, at the right time. Um, I, I, use the example of catching a fallen, a falling knife, you know, <laughs> if, if the stock price is falling, you know, when are you going to catch it? Are you going to catch it on the handle and, and be good? And you caught it at the right time. Are you going to catch it on the blade and, and, and cut yourself and get hurt? Um, so, uh, that's, you know, just really some, some thoughts and, and some things to think about when it comes to speculating in, in the stock market. Yeah, I mean, pretty much if you're not comfortable taking like your family's future and your entire life savings and going to Vegas and putting it on, I don't even know. I'm not a gambler. I told you this. So, you know, what's that? The the ball bounces around and the roulette, the roulette table. Okay. (laughs) So not a gambler. Right. 
So if you're not comfortable taking your family's future, your retirement, your savings, your house, all these big things, and just putting it on that table all at once, then you really shouldn't be comfortable doing this either. It's kind of the same idea. I mean, you're, you're risking everything on the hopes of one stock without any knowledge of it, just hoping to kind of catch on and it's going to make you rich. Right, right. Well, and, and we really have to look at what is the, you know, the, the fundamental rule of investing and, and, you know, everybody knows it, but very few people actually follow it. And that is to, uh, sell when things are low and buy, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> buy when things are low and sell when things are high. But what do we tend to do? We tend to do the opposite. We tend to, uh, we tend to buy well, we get caught up in the enthusiasm. So we buy when things are high and we, and we sell when it hurts and things are, are low and we are compounding our losses and the pain by selling at the wrong time. Um, you know, so it, it's, it's interesting, uh, that we all, you know, we understand these principles. We've heard this a thousand times. We, we, we know what we're supposed to do, but again, we're all human and we, we all have emotions. And so we do things based on emotion instead of, based on on factual information well we know we're supposed to work out and not eat a whole cake too but does it always happen now can i eat a whole cake if i work out (laughs) (laughs) can i do can i can i have my cake and eat it too is that is that is that an example of that (laughs) you're gonna have to ask marvin he's the boss of that him and i don't agree on food so (laughs) (laughs) so if you're listening marvin (laughs) yeah right And if you don't know who Marvin is, uh, go back to our last episode where we, uh, he was a special guest on our last episode, uh, where we talked about, uh, health and, and, uh, investing in our health. Mm-hmm. And that, since it was the beginning of the year, thought it was a great time to, to tackle that conversation. Uh, cause a lot of people, you know, uh, they do these new year's resolutions and then after about a couple of weeks they're, they're done. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like our, don't our, give up. We're eight days in. We've got this. Eight, well, eight days into February. I know, but this challenge started February 1st, so we're kind of... <sighs> we're, hey, we're in what? Second place? Yeah. Second place. By 134 meeps, but we're going to go blow that out of the water as soon as we go work out. So. All right, so I'll get four. Or MEPS. I always say it right. I don't know. Meps. But I'm going to get four, and you're going to get the other 130? <laughs> <laughs> Am I speculating? You are speculating. <laughs> And you're risking a lot yeah. right now. <laughs> Not as smart. Let's Uh-oh. think long term. <laughs> okay. Well, let's think long term. Yes. So, so what is long term investing? So, let me ask you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot. When you think of long term investing, what do you? I mean, what does that sound like to you? Um, that would be you know focusing on buying stocks or bonds, whatever it is that you're comfortable with. That your, your advisor make a plan um, that would pay off over a long period of time. Not a get-rich-quick scheme, something that maybe if I'm looking for, you know, paying for my children's college or retirement or something way in the future that I have plenty of time to plan for. So you've been listening to our podcast that we've been doing the past 23 episodes. I never listen. (laughs) I have selective hearing. (laughs) But if you want to start talking GameStop, I'll come back. Oh, okay. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Um, Well, you know, it's pretty much yeah the exact opposite of what we've been talking about for the right. past you know 10 minutes is that we are looking for investments and really just changing the mindset of what investing actually is or really 
holding true to what investing actually is, is you're buying ownership when you buy equity, you're buying ownership, equity and ownership can be kind of interchanged in this conversation as well in companies that you think are going to be uh, worth more down the road. Right. And they have a reason to be worth more down the road, not just because you're speculating that their stock price is going to go up, but because they make money, they corner the market, uh, you know, whatever the, whatever, um, reasoning you have, um, and whatever you can look like, look at and, and, and also be able to measure those, uh, uh, those reasons in some form or fashion. Yeah. I mean, investing is more about being patient and seeking consistent returns over a long term where gambling or speculating is more looking at a short term, quick fix, make me rich overnight type idea. Right. Well, another example. Okay. So we can go back and look at the dot-com bubble Mm. and what happened. And you would think that we would have learned our lesson as investors um, from these occurrences that have happened in the past, but and, and maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe every generation has to, you know, learn from their own mistakes or, or whatever. But, you know, during the dot-com bubble, there was all these internet companies that were coming out of nowhere that were, you know, they were just web addresses and people were investing in them. People were putting their life savings in them thinking, oh, this is going to be the next Google or, or whatever the next, you know, the next big thing is. And, you know, these companies, they didn't have profits. They didn't have, they didn't have revenue. They weren't even really a company. It was just a, a web address and people were, were throwing money at them. And then what happened? The bubble burst and, uh, the, they, people lost a, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, again, they were speculating that these companies were going to be worth a bunch when there was no information to actually back up those claims. Um, and you can even look at what the average return is for, uh, uh, for investors and see how we have a habit of, of speculating over, uh, over investing. So if we go back, you know, we can, uh, Dow, the Dalbar Institute and you've, um, have probably heard us talk about the Dalbar Institute a ton, but, um, they did a study. And if you go back to the S and P 500, uh, from 1929, all right. Uh, the, the average historical return for an investor is 5.5%. Okay. The average return for the S and P 500 is 9.9%. So you have over a 4% difference in return all because, you know, I shouldn't say all, but the biggest contributor is that investors uh, fell in their effort to time the market. Um, and, and, uh, they double down when, (laughs) you know, when they shouldn't. And Isn't that Vegas talk again? Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> Vegas talk, that yes. doubling down, um, and and really, uh, you know, d- behave incorrectly during the wrong times. Yeah, and that goes back to why it's just it's important to do, you know have a professional. I'm not saying that you're never going to get lucky. That you know you might you might be that lucky person that just happens to. St- Strike the jackpot in in Vegas, or maybe you win the lottery. It does happen, but the numbers are just so low, and you would do so much better if you would just get with a professional and let them look at a long term goal. Um, you know, and unfortunately, I mean, there's there's sad sides to this. I mean, it's serious. If we look back to that, uh, the twenty year old uh, Alex Kearns. Hopefully, I'm not butchering his name, but 
you know, he decided to do the the Robin Hood. He wanted to do his own investing, and he was going to do this and strike it rich or whatever. He went to sleep, woke up. The first thing he did was check his Robin Hood balance, and it said he had a negative $730,000 balance. Okay. Well, he felt he had nothing to live for and killed himself. Right. I mean, you know, and it turned out that things just hadn't settled right. It wasn't even that bad later on or whatever. But... A lot of times your professional is that buffer for you because not everybody can handle that stress, the red numbers. It's, it happens. The stock market goes up and down and all around. You know, not everybody is built to take those losses and red numbers. If, you know, if you're one of those people that are constantly staring at your phone and you need to see, you know, what the stock market's doing every second of every day and you're stressing out about it, you might want to consider having a professional be that buffer for you because it's not healthy. I mean, obviously, it, it can be really bad. So, right. you know, just yeah. investing's not for everybody. It's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and also, that's what the, 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 you know, financial advisor, that's what the, the professional financial advisor does, is they look at the market every day. They look at things for you on a, on a daily basis to see what's going on, to see if changes need to be made or, or um, if updates need to be made to your, your plan or your, your investment portfolio. And for you, that allows you to kind of step back and say, okay, well, I'm only going to look at things once a month, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe at the beginning of each month, I'll see, you know, how the last month was or at at the beginning at the, uh, of the new quarter. And, and you don't have to worry so much about the daily, uh, moves in, in the market because you have a professional looking out for your best interest. And, and that's truly what they're there for is, is to look out for your best interest to, to, you know, and yes, obviously there's some, some bad eggs out there, you know, and, and there's, there's people who, who, um, you know, have, have given the rest of us a bad name. Well, there's bad people in every industry, in, in every industry, you know, and everywhere, everywhere you go. I mean, there's, there's people who look, who are out to look, uh, look at taking advantage of someone, but you know, for the most part, most financial advisors are out there looking out for your best interest, wanting to do a good job for you. And, and helping you be successful in your overall financial plan. And we've said this before, but that's another important thing. You know, talk about making sure you're getting all the information and the research. Same thing when it comes to finding your professional. You know, don't just Google because you know what? Anybody can pay to be at the top of the Google ad. You need to be asking around. You need to do a little research on your own. Go to their website, go to their social media, you know, see what people are saying. If there's a bad review, look into it a little bit more. Is it just somebody being crazy or is it legitimately a concern? You know, go check out their licensing, make sure they have licensing, do your research. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you can go to broker check, see what kind of, uh, complaints, if any, they have, uh, you know, and what their record looks like. Um, if you're not finding them on broker check, <laughs> there's a problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> if you're not finding them on broker check, then, uh, there, there's a bigger issue there. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, and we're going to, we're going to be the, the hugest advocates of long-term investing, investing in companies that, um, you plan to be with for the longest time. Um, but I guess, you know, there, there can be something said about some short-term investing. And so we don't want to say that all short-term investing is bad. It has um, to be a balance. Right. Yeah. There, there has to be a, a balance between what's going on, uh, in your, in your plan and what your goals are. And, and also there's difference in what, uh, you know, short term even means, uh, for one person, short term could be a couple of weeks for another person. Short term could be a couple of months. 
um, or a couple of years. So it really is needs to be uh, a discussion between you and your advisor on what that short-term or long-term plan is and, and, and what that actually means. Um, I guess an example of that would be that let's say you have you know your your plan your long-term plan set it's all ready to go everything looks good and you have a you know a, a thought on on a company or two that you just want to see and you just want to try um you know obviously your your advisor would probably advise against you know <laughs> you speculating on on these handful of companies but if it's money that you feel like ah eh, you know it's no different than me going to the casino right and which is different than your life savings in retirement right <laughs> Um, you know, that's a decision for you to make. Um, but know that you are risking, you know, that money. And I mean, if it's, but if you're okay with that, with that handful, you know, of money, then, um, you know, that might be something you, you, you would want to do, but, uh, some people do it for fun. We've met those people. They like to take a handful of money, you know, something just kind of like going to, to gamble and they do play around with little stocks, little short term things here and there. Right. And that's great. If it's something you enjoy, you can afford it. And it's just a small amount. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. The now, pro- keep in mind that they're not coming to us for advice on which no. ones we should do that with. No, no, no. Because no. the first we words can. out of our well, the first words out of our mouth is we're not <laughs> stock pickers, we're not right. stock brokers. This is not that's not what we do. Right. And that's not what you have hired us to do. Um, we you've hired us to look out for your long term plan. Right. Um, you know that unfortunately you're going to have to do on your own. Mm-hmm. I just don't <laughs> want people to think that we don't like those people that enjoy doing that. No. They're fine. Right. You just got to look at the whole picture. Exactly. exactly. We've met some really actually nice people. I could never get into that. No, no, it's, it's, uh, the, well, and, and, and you know, I'm, I'm such a, a numbers person that I mm-hmm. have to look at the overall, <laughs> you know, the, the overall benefit. And, you know, just like we, we, you know, showed earlier, uh, or we talked about earlier was that, that Dow bar, um, study that talked about, you know, since 1929, the S and P has been up nine point nine percent on average nine point nine percent. Investors five point five. So people are leaving money on the table when if they had more of an out a long term outlook, then you know they would be more successful with their investments. So to me, that's not worth it's not worth the stress, the headache, the 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 um, the roller coaster. To do to be a, a day trader or speculator, um, the benefit just isn't there uh, from the information I look at. Yeah, and also everybody isn't a day trader. So even those people that you see on TV that are actually doing that, they have a wide variety of knowledge and information and things that everybody on the street does not have. That's another thing. You can't just watch a movie and look. They're doing it. They can do it. I can do it. Or watch a YouTube video or. I see it on Facebook. What stock should I buy? No, everybody is not a professional, guys. We've got to stop asking and just assuming that everybody knows what they're talking about. Well, and and diversification. Yes. So if you're going to do that, fine. But make sure that that is not the only thing you're doing. Yeah. That can't be your main main investment plan and and financial strategy. Right. Um, Because gambling is not an investment plan. (laughs) i'm just saying right right so obviously if you have listened to any of our previous episodes uh more than likely you've heard this from us before but we just thought that this would be a great opportunity to 
kind of reiterate the idea, um, revisit the topic, uh, since this whole Robin Hood thing was, uh, was in the news and, and people have heard a lot about it. Uh, we wanted to kind of just make sure that, uh, if we could help, if we could maybe shine some, uh, some light on, um, maybe what the investment attitude or idea around this was and, and, you know, what it meant for people, um, that we touched on it and, uh, and provided some information. So if you, uh, have any more questions about it, if you want to know more about what, you know, in detail, what happened with it, uh, what was going on, all that good stuff. Um, you're more than welcome to, to reach out to us. You can email us at info at providentoak.com. Um, and we will get back to you. Or if you have any other ideas on topics, anything like that, um, any questions, uh, definitely shoot them our way. And if you're more of a social media person and you're just not wanting to email, that's fine. We have a noise reduction podcast Facebook page and you can message your questions on there. Um, just let me know, hey, this is a question we'd like answered or I want more information on or I'd like you to cover it in the podcast or whatever. Uh, we're pretty good about responding back there and letting you know when, if and when it would be on the podcast. So yeah. just, we won't answer the question. There. No, but, <laughs> but I will say, hey, thank you for the question yeah. and look for, you and know, we'll, we'll make sure you know that we got your question right. and uh, we will, uh, you know, talk about it on one of our upcoming episodes. Yes. As long as you're not asking me, like, what stocks to get on Robin Hood. No, no, we want it. We definitely want to answer those. No. Or what slots to play in Vegas. Um, the ones where you pull the handle. You don't even pull the handle anymore. What's, I know. what's up with that? I know. It's just a button you push. That's not, what, you know, you're supposed to be able to pull the handle and be like, big money, big money, no whammies. No, no. Oh, wait, no, that was a game show. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. That was before my time. No, well, yeah. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what's the card game we play when we go on the cruises that you were teaching me how to play? It's the gambling one. What is it? Blackjack? Is that it? <laughs> Where you have to add up to 21? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> sometimes I'm good at that and sometimes I'm not. See, I'd rather just go buy $20 worth of coffee and be good with it. I have no problem with that, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for being here. I know we're yes. going over our time and you're probably at work or wherever in the car or like stop talking already, but we appreciate you being here. We appreciate you listening yes. and uh, we just hope you all have a blessed week. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Noise Reduction Podcast. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Guest speakers and guest companies are not affiliated with or endorsed by LPL Financial and Provident Oak Financial, LLC. Economic forecasts set forth may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All entities are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly.